Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome, everybody, back to Chairgating. This is episode 20. It's going to be kind of a weird episode. We're going to do half of it today, which is Monday, and then the other half some other day? I don't know. What, when are we doing this, Jay? We haven't even planned this out. Maybe this will just be like the lost episode. Okay. Well, that's a terrible idea. I'll do this I can have myself if that's what it comes down to. So anyway, apologies for this weird episode, but it, it could be kind of fun. I don't know. We'll see. And uh, the Strohs, are, this is the day off of the Strohs, so it's nice that we're recording now. So we don't That's have true, to miss yeah. anything. Um, so let's just get right into it. Hello, come right in. Rock flag and eagle. All right, so I want to start this episode off by saying that I have taken back my commanding lead in our picks. Isn't that right? Commanding? I don't know if you know what commanding lead means. Uh, anything, I, anything like that is a lead is technically a commanding lead. So you just, yeah, you just conflate commanding to any kind of any kind of lead. I got you. So yeah, you you went uh, twelve wins, twelve and eight on the week, and I went nine and what eleven. On the week, yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah, so I, I had a pretty good week last week, um, but I feel like I'm back to my my shitty self. Well, I'd love to run through the, some of these games just to you know make fun Definitely, of you a little bit. Yeah, that puts me at 108 wins on the season. You at 109, which is kind of crazy that we've done this entire season and we're still within one game. That is actually a little weird. I, like, I, I will admit of, that neither that's... of us have, have, have pulled ahead. Yeah, because like you pulled ahead last week, and now I've come back, and like this is well, weird. Yeah, I think the entire season we've been within two or three games of each other. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, the biggest lead's been two games. Yeah. Well. All right, start it out. Let's hear it, Jay. Yeah. So uh, before I begin, I just want to also mention that this was a big Power Five heavy week, as we discussed in the last episode. So it is a little surprising that we, I mean, I did terrible, but you also did pretty bad too. I figured that it would be the opposite. You know, we I figured we knew these teams a little better than we thought. 
Yes. But well, and uh, and if anybody remembers last week, I said I was gonna pick with my gut. I I I lost the list of like homework picks that I had, and thank God I did because uh, I think it worked out. So I'm just gonna start like going with my gut. Also, I, that means I don't have to do any research, which is like kind of cool. Yeah, so that just shows that any game within a touchdown spread in college football is pretty much just a toss up. Yeah, because you you literally just I was reading you the games and you were just kind of giving me a name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would say I know a fair amount of these teams. Like I know about them, kind of know their strengths and weaknesses, at least more than the average guy. Let's Definitely. say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, over the course of a season, if it was just completely random against us, I think we would we would win. Barely. But week to week, you know, there's yeah. there's gonna be those. <laughs> we would barely week. beat the random. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. All right, so I guess we'll just run through them. That's our our sales pitch for this podcast was basically saying that we know nothing and we're barely better than a randomized calculator. Yeah, exactly. A 50-50 chance. We're a little bit better than that. So tune into the second part where we predict the winners for next week. Hey. <laughs> uh, so yeah, starting with Friday night game or uh, it was actually Thursday night game, South Alabama at Georgia State. Uh, we split this one. You went Georgia State. I went South Alabama. That's right. Yeah, good for you on that one. That was well, I hopped on. Game. Well, I hopped on that Georgia State bandwagon when I said, "What was it like week two? I was like, "Oh, they're one of the worst teams in the country," and then I admitted I was wrong, and mm-hmm. now I'm just kind of like backing them. I don't know if you ever admitted that. I did. I admitted I was wrong about that one. I stuck with the uh, Georgia Southern thing, but um, I totally admitted I was wrong about the Georgia State thing. So it was after they beat Charlotte in week three. Again. Yeah, that was it. That was, and they stomped Charlotte. And then Charlotte's one and seven this right. Season. And I was like, okay, Charlotte is legitimately one of the worst. But they stomped them. I think that's when I was like, okay, they're actually not as bad as I thought. And it's kind of like when you get into a fight with another guy, that you have like this mutual respect for each other after you fight. Like whoever wins, it doesn't matter. You just kind of respect each other because you're like, yeah, like you're willing to fight. So that's how I feel with uh, Georgia State now. Okay. We yeah. got into a little fight early on, but now we respect each other, so so I'm on their side. Yeah, well, they're my Sun Belt team. Uh, I, Are they? I don't have as much, yeah, I don't have as much faith as, as you do. Well, you haven't gotten into a fist fight with them yet. That's probably why. You're not boys like we are. Yeah, so moving on to the Friday night game. It was Florida State at Boston College. This was quite the bloodbath, not the direction that you'd expect, although we did both predict Boston College. We did, and it was uh, fun to watch because, you know, of course, watching the World Series, but then – in uh, those commercial breaks and stuff, we kind of look over at the Florida State game, and it was hilarious. There was, like, one Florida State fan in this bar, and we just thought it was so funny. We're like, it's the World Series, dude. You're showing up to a sports bar wearing Florida State mm-hmm. gear, cheering for the shitty Florida Seminoles this year. So yeah. it, was, it was wonderful to witness. So I don't usually like talking too much about the Friday games, but this one, I feel like we could actually kind of go on a few different avenues here. We could talk about Boston College, how impressive they looked. Their offense has been absolutely clicking. Definitely. last three weeks against yeah. uh, Louisville at Virginia and then Florida State. Um, but also on the other side of the ball, Florida State now is highly unlikely to reach the bowl for the first time in 40 years. Yes. So this is some research I did. I haven't seen anybody else coming out with no, this. this is just you. I have not seen anybody else do it. Um, I, I, did, I did a little digging, and I found out Florida State currently has the longest streak for winning seasons. Um, 40 years now. Winning Jimbo, season basically just saying that they went to a bowl because, you know, 
obviously anything over well, six wins. Even back then, I mean, I don't know how the bowl system yeah, yeah. worked, but yeah, just a winning season, just over 500, very simple. But they've done it for 40 straight years. Jimbo Fisher was 11 years old the last time they had a losing record. Okay, but what about six and six? What would that count for in your in your definition? That's not a winning record. So you're saying that the past four years have won over 500. Over? Yeah. Okay. So even I mean the most they can do now is six and six. Well, I guess they could do seven and six if they went to a bowl. No, they they can uh, they, they if they go undefeated from here on out they'll have a winning record because they they don't play exactly. 12 games they play 11. Yep. So that they'd be seven and six with a bowl. No, I think um, they'd be six and five. No, no, no. No, oh, you're yeah. saying because they had a game canceled? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So they'd be um, six and five. They'd still be bowl eligible because that's technically a winning record. Regardless, with Syracuse, Clemson, and Florida on their schedule, it's it's not going to happen. It's there's literally no way it's going to happen. This was the, their best chance, on in my opinion, was the Boston College. Maybe well, I mean, obviously Delaware. Sorry, I should have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that well, one. Uh, yes. Should we? <laughs> no, but yeah, I was like, okay, they might win this one. And they might win Syracuse, but I, w- I was looking at the their next five games. They needed four wins, and I was like, I just don't see it. And now, after just getting smoked by Boston College, it's not going to happen. This is going to mm-hmm. be the first time in 40 years that they've had a losing record. Wild. And, uh, I mean, you don't think Jimbo Fitzer, that, that's affecting his standing with the with the Florida State Department, do you think? You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Mac Brown at UT. A great coach, obviously did great things there, but he's kind of getting old, kind of losing his touch a little bit. School's going to start to want him gone. I don't think they'll fire him. I think they're going to kind of like ask him to leave nicely. I, I don't think they're going to ask him to leave. I, I think he might just be getting stale with the program. He might want to leave himself because he's going to have yeah. almost endless opportunities. Um, you think? I think you're thinking he's older than he is. He's only 52. He's not like upper 70s like Mac was. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, 52 is like right in the wheelhouse for, for college football coaches. But I really think, I mean, obviously he, he two years ago he was in that Urban Meyer, Nick Saban. Oh, absolutely. Level. Yeah. So he still, he still is an elite coach. Um, Come to Houston, man. We'll take you. It's I'm telling you, I mean, it's Florida State's a great a great program to to be at. They've got tons of money, tons of fan support, and tons of recruits. recruiting. Yep. But I mean, if he's getting a little sick of the of the leadership there, uh, I could see it. I could definitely see him just kind of walking away, kind of like uh, Urban Meyer from Florida. Yeah, I think he if he leaves, he should go somewhere smaller. And smaller, like like still Power Five. No. What? Like like a G five and completely rebuild the program, kind of like what Larry Coker did after getting fired from Miami and go, went to UTSA as their first head coach, and like built this badass program. I don't know, just be kind of a cool, like way to end your career. That would be, but he's like I said, he's only fifty two. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's still got at least ten more years. Um, so maybe maybe not quite yet, but it would be kind of cool to see a coach like that end his career somewhere. Um, and I'm not saying like a bad G5. Like there's plenty of good G5s that he could go to, like Houston. I wish I wish like West come, Virginia was come doing to Houston, poorly. Man. If West Virginia was doing poorly, then I could see Jimbo Fish going back there. But I think right. they're pretty pretty stable right now. Arkansas would love to take him. Yeah. No. I mean, honestly, for sure. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of. I mean, look at the SEC. If he wants to leave now, is a good time. 
Ooh, what about Auburn? He was a quarterback coach at Auburn for five years. No, there's no way they get rid of Gus Malzahn. I, are you, I have a feeling they might. Nah. This, yeah. uh, Auburn's still a great team. I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk it and, get, and, lose a, and lose a good coach, a good solid coach. Are you ever going to win a national Neither championship? But, like, look, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, you know, there's, there's plenty of SC, Missouri. There's plenty of SEC schools that would be begging for him to come. I just I don't see Auburn as one of those ones just throwing whatever they could to get him. I I could. Well, only I time will tell. Could. We're you know we're gonna get into coaches. Let's let's move past this. We've spent way too long on this because we are gonna talk coaches a little bit later in this episode. All right, moving on to Saturday games. It was Big Twelve started out is Oklahoma State at West Virginia. We both went with the Oklahoma State Cowboys. <laughs> That's right. Got um, it. Offense prevailed. Well, both offenses prevailed. It was just the one that scored a little bit more. No, it's like uh, yeah, it's like what we said. They yeah. they didn't look great against Baylor two weeks ago. Oklahoma State, yeah, got held a lot, but that was a great Texas defense. The Texas defense was light years better than West Virginia. Only it's the only defense in the Big Twelve other than TCU, and TCU's defense is uh, up and down too. Yeah, well, they did hold uh, Iowa State, and that's a really good offense. So I'll give them that. Actually, yeah, Iowa State's defense. Uh, yeah, they held Kenny Trill. All right, um, moving on. Louisville at uh, Wake Forest. You went Wake Forest. I went Louisville. Stay woke, son. That one, yeah. that one was a gut decision too. That was no homework. I don't want to act like I like knew something that other people didn't know. I remember picking that, and I just said like, "Stay woke, Forest," and I was like, "That's pure gut. I have no idea why I'm picking them." And I even said like, "Damn it." Yeah, I don't even think you you heard me say Louisville. You just heard me say Wake Forest, and you're like, "Oh, that's the only team I heard him say." So exactly. Say <laughs> it's just like I got to I got to ride or die, baby. Those are my. I don't want to ask him to repeat the team, so I'm just gonna say the one I heard. <laughs> Speed it up, dude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got Wake lucky Forest, on that one. I'm willing to admit that. Looking sitting pretty five and three. Hell yeah, uh, baby. I want to say third in the in the Atlantic, maybe. I don't know. I don't have to stand in front of me, but. Um, pretty tough stretch to close out the season, but I see a path to seven or eight wins, which would be it's a bowl. Demon Deacons, Deacons going bowling, baby. For sure, yeah, they're almost definitely going bowling. Unless, almost. I mean, they'd have to drop the next four games. Who are they um, playing? Do you know next four? Yeah, they've got uh, on the road at Notre Dame at Syracuse. <laughs> Jesus. And then closing it at um, or in in Winston against State and Duke. Okay, so, that's actually pretty tough. They could beat Duke. Yeah, they could be Duke. I think or, they're a better team than Duke. Syracuse is looking I mean, better. Honestly, they'll give State a they'll give State a pretty good fight too. They will. I just I, if I had to pick between those two, I'd pick State. Yeah. Um, it's still a possibility. Just they got some fight. They got some fight in them. Yeah, they got one more. I, I'm gonna say they have at least one more win out of that schedule though. Yep, definitely. Um, moving on, another ACC game was Virginia at Pittsburgh. We both went Virginia here. So did did we just overhype Virginia? early on because of like the BYU win or is Pitt better than we thought because that was a yeah. bloodbath it was well, ugly. no we hyped them because the Boise State blowout there it was the Boise State that's right that's what it was it was Boise State like week two something week four, like that week four or five three or four something like that yeah three maybe anyway they they looked really good against a like, good Boise State I remember us kind of hyping them up a little bit being like okay let's go Virginia I thought nothing of Pitt before this week, like nothing of them. So I don't know. Co- totally wrong on that. Yeah. 
For sure, yeah. Uh, that was just that was just gaff. Uh, early Pac-12 games, California at Colorado. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. The one time I don't pick Colorado. I know. I, the one yeah, fucking I time. That you did? We making our picks. Uh, damn you, Colorado. Yeah, 44-28, Colorado with the win. They fucked me over. This uh, one... Sure. This next game I was actually really pissed about. I was watching because I know we picked opposite um, Penn State, Ohio State. Dude, Ohio State looks so good. Dude. They held Penn State to like two, less than 250 offensive yards. Half their touchdowns came from like kick returns, I feel like. Right. And that, that, fumble, that fumble return for a touchdown. And... I don't know. I still think Penn State was the better team. Uh, no, not a chance. You what are you talking you can't point about? To one stat that would tell me that Penn State was a better team. Uh, the fact that they were winning the entire game until the very end of the fourth quarter. That's, Two kick returns, that one stat? for touchdown, one to the twenty yard line, and then one fumble that doesn't, for that touchdown. That doesn't complete luck. I don't know. I still say Penn State was the better team. Watching that game, I just felt like Penn State was the better team. I felt like they deserved it. I mean, uh, hold on one second. Why is my computer being so damn slow? I can't even. Tim Cook, dude. Honestly. <laughs> oh, um. Yeah, but uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, JT Barrett. I think he closed the game, like sixteen of sixteen, over Penn State's supposedly vaunted defense. Um, was just unstoppable in the second half. And defense came up big. I don't think they they. I just I'm I was trying to think. I just rewatched the game yesterday. I was trying to think. There was a huge drive towards the end. I'm, I'm never mind. I'm not going to go into this. <laughs> I will say, now that Ohio State has won, um, the conference will be them and Wisconsin, obviously, and they're better than Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's uh, I have to look ahead at all the schedules. Yeah, I well Michigan State I think is still left, so that's actually pretty tough. But yeah, I don't see anyone else stopping Ohio State from here on out. Now, speaking of Michigan State, that was the next game up. Michigan State Northwestern. That was just a disappointing game. Yeah, that was that was just I the the second we start to like both agree that Michigan State might be a good team, they do some yeah. shit like that. I mean, now looking back on it. They actually hadn't won a game uh, by more than like eight points in the last. Jesus. The last their last like four wins had all been eight or less against Iowa, Michigan, Minnesota, Indiana. So I guess 
we should have kind of seen it coming. Yeah. But well, not against Northwestern. Right. And the next Big Ten game, um, kind of the same thing, the Indiana. Yeah, Indiana-Maryland, I specifically mentioned that this was like the one week I was going to hop off Maryland because every time I picked them, they lost. Mm-hmm. And um, that's like me in yeah. Colorado. Yeah, they, exactly. The second you stop picking them, then they fucking win. It's like uh, when when you're in the right lane, and there's heavy traffic, mm-hmm. and you see the left lane moving, and you're like, I'm gonna hurry up and get in that the next opening I see. So you, space. You, yeah, you get in that one, and then all of a sudden the right lane starts moving. That's that's uh, picking college football. I just compared well, like um, picking college football and changing line. lanes. Do you have do you have Chick Fil A's that have the two drive-through lanes? Uh, we're in Texas. We have Chick Fil A's with three drive-through lanes. Okay, yeah, so no matter what, like, I'll always sit back and wait until someone comes behind me because I'll just wait and see which one moves faster and then I'll go pick that one. Right. Um, but regardless if I do that or not, 100% of the time, I'll pick the slower lane. Hmm. It's insane. Well, that's just your misfortune. I feel like well, I was so picked just, the quick lane. That's that's the exact same thing as, as yep. picking Maryland. Yeah, um, by the way, you know, we skipped over again. Did we? Iowa State TCU. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Hell yeah. This is this one put me over, and you even questioned me when I said I'm going with my Cyclones. You said, "Really?" I said, "Yeah, buddy." Well, I think I said it. I, I think I said it more like, "Yeah," <laughs> but yeah, I I went with the Cyclones. You went with the Horn Frogs, the safe pick. I wonder how much longer Matt Campbell's going to be in Ames. Honestly, especially now with all these uh, big time coaching jobs now. coming sure. up. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So, who would you I mean, take? Who would you take over Iowa State? Like Arkansas? Would you take Arkansas over Iowa State? Um, it's actually damn. That's a good question. Yeah, I would. Vanderbilt? Uh, no. Okay, so Vanderbilt's where you draw the line. Probably. Well, yeah. Probably. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's a more fine line if you, you know, name more programs. But yeah. I'll okay. Probably. Well, you're biased, but Ole Miss. Definitely, yeah, definitely Ole Miss. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Ole Miss, to me, seems like a death trap. How does that seem like a death trap? Well, one, you might have these penalties, uh, the the violation sanctions coming. Okay, then... so that's, that's a one-year bowl ban, and that's if that happens. So right now they've already served their one year, and um, the program will know in about a month if they've got their second one, which okay. would be effect. Okay, two, you're playing in the same division as Alabama, Auburn, LSU, A&M. You know, like, that's – do you really want to go into that in Mississippi? Yeah, because he's seen what a above-average coach, as in Hugh Freeze, can do, and he can win 8, 9, 10, 11 games at Ole Miss in a matter of two or three seasons. So if he's yeah, not but, confident in his ability, uh, because Hugh Freeze did it with a below-average coaching staff and recruiting staff, and so if, if he's confident that he can do it just like he did it at Iowa State, then, um, then I don't know – because he, I mean, Ames, Iowa is not a place. I guess that's true. Long-term. Yeah, he is He is winning the Big 12 in Iowa State. So I guess that really isn't a concern for him. He's probably like, dude, I, I can win. But also, like, there's a little bit of like, okay, I'm maybe there's a little bit of luck involved this season. Right. And I don't want to, you know, overstretch this and stay a year too long. Uh, look what um, Philip Montgomery did at, at Tulsa. You know, he probably should have left last season when he was the hot name. Oh, absolutely. And now yeah. they've won, what, two or three games and no one wants them. Yep. I just, you know, that would scare the hell out of me if I was Matt Campbell or a coach like this where you're kind of. Well, because he's, he's been their head coach for two seasons, right? Uh, Matt Campbell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He won, let's see, three games last year. Right. He had a losing record last year. 
Yeah, no, he's bad. I mean, that's just typical Iowa State, though. Right, 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 right. So nobody really cared. You know, it's Iowa State. That's what that's what you do. I think he didn't he beat Texas last year. He did. Yeah. So I mean, that was that was big, but Texas still wasn't like Texas. So I, I'm totally on on board with what you're saying. I think he should just cash in right now while they're like doing good. Yeah, yeah. Because he's gonna like, be on he's gonna be on to, lists. It's gonna be a ton of money, and they'll at least give him three or four years. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you're still you're 37. You're about to make the biggest payday of your life. Worst case, you don't do as well as you thought you did, and you'll just be back in the same position you're at now. Exactly. You go back to like an Iowa State. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't see any reason to stay at Iowa State. No. Iowa State is the equivalent of a G5 school in a P5 conference. Yeah, but if you're Iowa State, you don't want to make it hard for him to leave. You want to make sure that he's very happy and that you can be the school to get the next Matt Campbell, just like you did here, and then continue building that consistent win program to where you can actually, you know, right. So what it. you're but what you're describing right now is the P5 equivalent of a G5 school. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that's what they are. <laughs> it's unfortunate for them, but I feel their pain. As a Houston fan, I know exactly uh, what it's like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as a Houston fan, also don't just hire the safe one, uh, safe pick. Go for the best, most qualified candidate. Just a heads up. Yep. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely glad that I picked Notre Dame here. Yeah, bittersweet for you, I'm sure. But I think that they, you know, they they didn't like whoop their ass, but they definitely won. What was it like a two? It was convincing. Was it two touchdown lead they had over him? Well, I think once once you include garbage time, it was probably more than that. Yeah. So, but in gameplay, I think it was like a two touchdown lead since after the second half or going into halftime. So, yeah, they definitely looked like the better team, and they definitely look like a team that's going to be right outside that uh, playoff spot, and maybe mm. maybe getting in. I mean, because right now it's going to have Ohio State and Wisconsin probably in. No, I think that Notre Dame will be in the first the first ranking. Over Wisconsin? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's kind of fucked up to put them over an uh, undefeated team, but you're That's probably, you're probably right, though. What yeah. Kennedy does. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. This isn't AP. They're, they don't really care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, moving on. SEC, we'll kind of go through these a little quicker. Vanderbilt, South Carolina. Uh, we both picked South Carolina here. Yep, duh. I uh, got that one right. Utah at Oregon. We split this one. I went Utah, you went Oregon, even though... I feel like we both kind of agreed that Utah probably would have won. Well, this one, I this one, no, this one, I said uh, Utah was my gut decision, but oh, I good. I thought Oregon would win, so I went with my head on that one. So it kind of throws off my whole theory here. Anyway, mm-hmm. keep going. Minnesota, Iowa, we both went Minnesota here, and that was correct. Mississippi State, that's Wait, Texas A&M. No, we both went Iowa. That what did I say? Minnesota. I don't. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, we definitely didn't get Minnesota. Uh, Mississippi State at Texas A&M. Uh, I guess I was just looking forward because I had Mississippi State down here. Uh, we both went Texas A&M, uh, and I think you actually talked about that was the safest bet of the week. I told people to put money on that. Yeah, so good betting advice. <laughs> Mississippi State won 35-14 <laughs> in College Station. Ew. Yep. And that just kind of even further muddies the water uh, when you're trying to kind of rank the SEC teams. Oh, absolutely. That really fucks things up. A&M started to seem like a little bit more of a competitive uh, SEC team, like the second best team 
or third best probably in the West, and then they fucking lose to Mississippi State. So I, I don't yeah. know what's going on. And now A&M's got a tough test against Auburn this week. Yeah, I, I don't see them winning that, but who knows at this point. Um, New Mexico, Wyoming. I went New Mexico, you went Wyoming. By the way, uh, you you literally said easiest pick of the week when you picked just New like, Mexico. Just like you said about Texas A&M. Uh, I don't care. You said easiest pick of the week. I picked Wyoming. It was 42-3, to three, so just so everyone knows. All right, I'm going to New Mexico. <laughs> Stupid. This was an easy pick for me. Nah, probably, I, I only go New Mexico State. I don't go New Mexico. Yeah, well, there's there's some bad calls. There's some bad uh, referee calls. Right, that that's fair. I guess I can't take that away. Okay, you're right. Scratch what I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee at Kentucky. We were both correct on this one. That was badass uh, too. We said we just burying, just burying Butch Jones is is coughing. I mean, we literally said we're picking Kentucky just to cheer against Tennessee, and it worked. So yeah, that was awesome. Sure did. Uh, Nebraska at Purdue. We both went Purdue, and the Cornhuskers somehow came out with a win. Yeah, they're not the worst team in the conference. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah, sitting at four and four on the year. Yep. Maybe yeah. maybe go bowling this year. Uh, it doesn't. I don't know. Be, it, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, Washington State at Arizona. We both went Washington State here. And man, Ariz- fun Ariz- Arizona is like legit all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, they're like Tate is like no joke. They're in the in the Pac-12 South now. No, Tate's no joke. Like he has to at least be in the in the talks for Heisman. I don't think he'll win it, but like he's gonna be a candidate. I don't know though. He's only played like last four weeks. Who who like, else is who I don't else know is if he can sit out four weeks and who and, else is a legit candidate? Well, I think Saquon Barkley, right? Baker Mayfield, okay. Um, Mason Rudolph now. Mason, Mason. Rudolph. Josh Adams from Notre Dame. John O'Corn from Michigan, obviously. Um, yeah, so that, that list is getting fairly substantial. So maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. He might be just outside it. But either way, he's literally, he's like showing up. He's looking legit. He's making Arizona look legit, and he's saving his coach's job. So. And the last game of the week, Southern Cal at Arizona State. We both picked USC, and they, they blew out Arizona State. Yeah. So we got we got half the Arizona games correct. Yeah, 50-50, not too bad. Mm. Um, the rest of my week, that's yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, just don't ever pick Minnesota. I think is what you can take away from this. Um, they're really bad. Loser, you're a loser. They are, I think, officially the second worst team in the conference, even like lower than Rutgers now. Mm. Um, Illinois being the only conference game that they've won. Yeah, I know they're like four and four, I think overall, but that was all, you know, joke teams. And then like Oregon State, pre-conference. So, yeah, they're terrible. So we were talking a little bit about coaching earlier. We have to talk about Jim McElwain. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's the only move that happened this week, unless yep. I'm missing some smaller school. No, not that I can think of. UTEP, uh, my minors still haven't hired anybody, so. Yeah, I doubt they'll do that this season. Yeah. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Wherever they might just end their program. Yeah, just keep it vacant permanently. Yeah, just like always rotate, like whoever wants to be coach. It's like a volunteer position. Just give it. A sh- yeah, just give everybody a shot. It's a volunteer position. It saves the school some money. Um, you know, might bring in some fans. Like get some PR going. It's yeah, not- and then it'll be like two game rotations, and then whoever wins two games is their permanent coach. Well, maybe not permanent. Maybe it's like uh, you can keep coaching. As long as you don't get beat by 30 points or something like that. Yeah. Like, then you can coach the next... Yeah, you coach the next week and the ne- until you get beat by at least 30, and then you got to get replaced by the next volunteer. Mm-hmm. That's actually not a terrible idea. I think maybe UTEP should look into this, something like that. Yeah. Give, give him a ring. So, anyway... Anyway, who is uh, Florida's next coach going to be? I think the... It's a big job. Big, That's like a... That was like last year with UT. This is like a huge... Huge opportunity, huge program, a lot of money. Hasn't done very well lately. Although they've been to the SEC championship, I think two of the past three, four, three or four seasons. Yeah, that's true. It's not quite as bad as UT. It's not like a complete train wreck. But similar, similar. They, mm-hmm. you know, they want to contend for a national championship again. Yeah, I think. Um... Out of all the SEC coaching uh, searches that will be happening this offseason, and I think there's going to be quite a few of them, this will be the, the best, the most desirable for uh, for coach. And I know it's not like a one-size-fits-all. It's like you list the coach candidates, and then it, you kind of just plug in place. Like, right. I know it, it depends on fit. Um, right, who runs what you're just, play style. Yeah. If you're just looking I like just ideally – uh, removing any kind of outside factors, this is probably the most uh, desirable, even, especially given the state. Because like we were saying, it's really just kind of a quarterback away from being a 10-win season consistently, 10-win team. Right, you would not You would be walking into a team that's going to... It's recruited with, well. With, right, it's recruited well with the right coaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could be instantly contending for at least your division. You're probably not going to yeah, beat definitely. Georgia right away. But you could put up a fight, and you're going to beat Tennessee. Yeah. You're going to probably beat South Carolina. Yeah, so, I mean, you're walking into a great situation. Yeah, so given all that, who do you think is on the short list? Scott Frost. Yep, that's a pretty obvious answer. <laughs> I mean, that's I, I'm going to say that about every uh, opening, and he's in Florida. So that definitely helps. He's clearly recruiting well in Florida. The only issue is... mention the dude puts up tons of points at central florida right uh the only issue is maybe they want somebody a little bit more experienced but you know yeah 
Uh, why? Yeah. Why not just invest in a young guy that's going to stay there forever and, like, you know, kill it? I don't know. I could see I could see why they wouldn't just because... It's risky. It's definitely he's, risky. He's proved, he's proved that he can win at, at Central Florida, but as we've seen with the coaches that are in the SEC right now, um, I guess Hugh Free, well, not anymore, but Hugh Free's, Jim McWayne, some of the ones that are having trouble, it seemed like they w- were coming from smaller situations where they maybe couldn't have uh, predicted what kind of pressures they'd be given in the SEC. Um, so it is a little... A little tricky to. Well, is there any coach in the? Is there any P five coach that you think would want or deserves that job? I guess you could say Cause... Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen's the obvious one. Because hmm. he coached, he coached, he was the offensive coordinator at Florida under Urban Meyer during the uh, two national championships. Um, so he's obviously got experience with Florida, and he's done just amazing things at Mississippi State ever since he's been there. Uh, the offense has always been uh, very consistent. The defense has been stout, and building on that, he's had ex- he's had experience in the SEC. He's used to the pressures that are get put on him. Maybe not to the level as Florida. You know, that's probably a different tier than Mississippi State. Right. But still, it's it's about as close as you're going to get. Yeah. Um, unless you're looking at like a like a Chip Kelly or, or someone. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I think yep. just just Puente from Virginia Tech is another one. Maybe Brett Venables from Clemson, the defense coordinator. But I, I don't think you want another defensive-minded coach in Florida. Also, I'm not a huge fan of the coordinators. Um, like hiring a coordinator as a for a big-time program as a head coach, it's a much different job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm sure it works fine. I'm sure there's plenty of examples where it's worked great. Personally, if I'm at a big program like that, if I'm going to take a risk, I'm going to take a risk with a young G5 head coach that's been whooping ass rather than some SEC coordinator who hasn't had ever been a head coach before. Oh, then the last thing on Dan Mullen that I just I kind of forgot of is that Scott Strickland is the AD at Florida who was hired away from Mississippi State as their athletic director. Ooh, so they definitely um, have a – well, I'm assuming they have a good connection. Maybe not. Yeah, Maybe they don't like but, each other, but – but yeah. that's that, that. That's what I was gonna say. Is there might actually be some hesitation on Scott Strickland's part because he doesn't want this to be seen as kind of like a lazy hire. Because you know, if, if Dan Mullen comes in and wins seven games again, like McIlwain's done, then how many boosters and all that support is gonna say, well, you didn't actually try. You just went and hired the coach that you hired at Mississippi State. You know, it kind of looks like a lazy move. Maybe, maybe. I I don't know. Yeah, it, it definitely. If you hired Scott Frost, you could definitely get away with a seven-win season because yeah, like, you could okay, be like, I'm, it's I'm his first time, down. right? It's his first time. Let's let him, you know, experience this for a minute. He's got a good team. He's been recruiting well. You're definitely right about that. With a with yeah, with someone like Scott Frost, you got at least one season of like six or seven wins, and I think they'd still be not livid. You know, they they would be willing to put up with it. Unlike, uh, I saw trending today on Twitter was Tom Herman. To Florida? No, no. He was just trending because uh, UT is so pissed at him. Why are they so pissed at him? I don't know. You tell me. This is, Look, I, I tweeted this earlier, too. I hate Tom Herman. I hate him. I think he's a sleazeball. I think what he did was fucked up. Obviously, I don't need to go into it much more. Everyone knows how much I hate him. But... I never thought I'd be vouching for him like this. 
I hate the UT fan base more than Tom Herman, I think, because of how fucking stupid they are. They have a coach that has taken a terrible team, a broken team, and might finish the season with a winning record. Is he contending for the conference? Fuck no, he's not going to contend for the conference. Just because you're going to UT doesn't mean you're always going to be contending for the conference. You hired a great young head coach. Give him some time to fix this fucked up program that you've... It's like they destroy their own program. They hire a guy, and in the first year, they expect him to beat Oklahoma and contend for the conference. And when he doesn't, they're like, well, what's wrong with him? Yeah, I haven't seen any of these... People that are upset with Tom. Oh, I'm sure there are. I'm it sure is, like, yeah, trust me. He was trending for this. Like, he was literally trending today because of this. Because so true. many people are upset with him. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if that's just the fringe fan base or, or what. I don't it's know. A, it's the uneducated fan base for sure. Any educated fan for UT clearly isn't that stupid. You know what I mean? They're not yeah, going to fall yeah. for They're not going to fall for something like that. They, they, they understand. But even the smartest fans preseason that I know I was talking to, they expected... Eight wins, at least. Uh, you can still talk to my friends, and they said, yeah, I thought we were going to have eight wins. Yeah, I mean, they fully believed that their their team was that good, and Herman was going to be able to turn that broken program around in, like, an offseason. Yeah, overnight. Yeah, and I, I said it from the beginning, you know, not not trying to say I'm the smartest fucking guy here, but, you know, maybe I am. Um, no one's denying it. But, yeah, that's just another coaching situation. I never thought I'd... Have to vouch for Herman here, but like give the guy at least one more season, maybe two, and that program's gonna be whooping ass again. Okay, playoff uh, projection so, projection update. Go. Yeah, so this is this is prior to the actual playoff uh, release, the first the initial poll from the playoff committee, but this is just 538's computer model that projects the team's chances to make the playoffs uh, if the season ended today. So if the season ends today, they've got Alabama 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3, Clemson 4. And Terrible. then Wisconsin and Oklahoma, Washington, Notre Dame just outside. Terrible. 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 Just terrible. Um, you said if the season ends today? Well, yeah, that's that's the way I'm uh, – Because if I'm it ended this. right now, Georgia should be number two. It's not according to their model. Well – Georgia's undefeated with a lot of great wins. So mm -hmm. I get the Wisconsin argument. Like, okay, Ohio State's better than Wisconsin, so we're going to put them above them. I get that. That, 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 makes that makes fine sense. They have one loss, but it was, uh, you know, it was to a great team very early. Um, Georgia does not fit that mold. Georgia has really good wins and the dominant like wins. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I totally disagree. I think Georgia is at least number two. Like you said earlier, maybe number one. Um, so then, who do you want to talk about, or uh, do you want to see if we can kind of predict, since this is prior to the release of these? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think my picks. I think it's going to be Alabama number one. Is this who you think it will be, or who you think it should be? Whew, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to do who I think it should be. How about that? And then okay. you tell me who you think it will be, and we'll kind of. Yeah. Okay. So I think it should be Alabama number one, Georgia number two, and I'll agree with you on the Ohio State number three, and just because they're still undefeated, uh, Wisconsin number four, making this playoff a <laughs> SEC versus Big Ten, which, yeah. would, which would be awesome. The most, like, I mean, it's not the, the thing. weirdest thing that's happened, because if we go back to the actual first release poll that they came out with, what, three years ago, um, there was three SEC teams in it. 
Yeah, that's true. So I mean, it's not like they're not against doing this kind this of. This would be like the well, it'd be like the most. It would be like the most football playoff possible. Two SEC, two Big Ten. No offense, ACC. No offense, PAC or Big Twelve. But the Big Ten and the SEC are like the they're the big football conferences. You know. Um. So here's who I think that will actually be the way that it's actually going to go is I think it's going to be Georgia one, Alabama two, um, and then. Notre Dame three, and I'm gonna go Clemson. Ooh, Ohio State four. Yeah. yeah, I would probably switch around Ohio State and Notre Dame and Alabama Georgia. Yeah, I don't know if that's the way it's. I I just think that's the way the committee will. I I think you're right. I think they will because Notre Dame has more like convincing wins. I guess I think you're probably they'll they probably just, play yeah Notre they love Dame. playing this resume stuff especially early. Yeah, so I think you're right, but I think it will actually be Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame in that order. Well, they will have their chance to play each other yeah. later in the season. Which is, I mean, do, do we really need to see Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame back in you know, contention again? Uh, it's just great. That's why I wanted Penn State to win. I wanted to mix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for Georgia, you know? Definitely. Know. It's just kind of boring at this point. I need something else. With how fucked up this year was going, I was hoping there'd be something a little bit different. Let's just all pull for Iowa State. The two-loss yeah, Iowa be, State. Yeah, there's a, there's Cinderella somewhat story. of a realistic path. It yeah, it's a, a little bit more realistic than, like, Central Florida. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit more realistic than that. Uh, if a bunch of other teams started losing randomly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they all got like the flu and couldn't play and had to forfeit, yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's let's cut it here and we'll come back and do the College Allegiance. I eat later, dude. All right, peace. Yo, yo, yo! It's Rattlesnake coming at you live from the Chairgate and Studios in Austin, Texas, aka my living room. Unfortunately, I am not here with. Jay to finish up this episode. He had to bounce. He's somewhere in Ohio, a little place called Cincinnati. Apparently has a job interview, like some kind of nerd. But I am here with uh, our guest host today, my uh, my dog, Princess Leia. She is half Pomeranian, half Chihuahua, very fluffy. Right now she's doing that thing where where you pet you pet her and then you stop. And then she puts her paw on your hand, like, what the fuck did you just stop for, you stupid idiot? So, it's like one of the cutest slash most annoying things ever. She's still doing it. She's like clawing at me to keep petting her. Say hi. Yeah, she just said hi. So, I'm not really sure how this is going to go because I got left hanging my J. So, let's just, let's just start out with the uh, Conference Allegiance. This week, I'm going to be doing it on my own uh we don't need to hear about his stupid ass teams they're never good anyway so we'll just we'll just hop right into it starting with the pack 12 pack 12 the handsome huskies of washington wall up the snowflakes at ucla 44 to 23 last week as they continue their seven and one war path over the west coast 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Q-Dub takes on the Disney's Mighty Ducks of Oregon this weekend at home. Looks like it's hunting season. Mountain West. Mountain West. The not-so-aggressive agriculturals from the state of Utah got pummeled by Boise State Broncos 14-44. With a 4-5 and record heading into the Duke City this weekend to face off against the notoriously mediocre New Mexico Lobos, the Ags are mucho desperado for a bowl game. Conference USA. Conference USA. The miserable miners of El Paso continue their impressive losing streak of 0-8 as they graciously accept their 14-31 fate against UTSA last weekend in the battle for the University of Texas Secondary Schools. UTEP travels to the middle of Tennessee this weekend as they hope to maintain their title of worst football team in college against the MTSU 3-5 Shades of Blue Raiders. American. American. The hysterical Houston Cougars finally managed to beat a ranked opponent, regardless of coaching, with a 28-24 hard-fought win over USF. The now 5-3 Cougs desperately attempt to continue their five-year bowl streak as they take on the one-legged Pirates of ECU and H-Town this weekend. Big 12. Big 12. The second-winded Cyclones of Iowa State continue their 6-2 march to the make-believe Big 12 championship game as they upset the imaginary playoff potential TCU 14-7. The country road ahead looks rocky and unpaved, however, as they face off against West Virginia this weekend in Morgantown. Mac. Mac. As the baseball world celebrates a new World Series champion, the college football world stands still for some serious Thursday night matching between 6-2 hopeful Huskies of Northern Illinois and the tenacious Toledo. Big Ten. Big Ten. The 3-5 bumbling Purdue Boilmakers took a narrow capital L against the corny Huskers of Nebraska 24-25. With the bowling alley far off in the distance, Purdue is going to stay home this weekend to boil up some tasty Illinois. ACC. ACC. The 5-3 demonically possessed Deacons of Wake Forest took an upper decker at Louisville's house party when the card's mom wasn't home, 42-32. They now tee off this weekend in a holy battle between the devil-worshipping Baptists and the mighty drunken Irish Catholics of Notre Dame. Hold on to your seat, folks. This one could get messy. S-E-C, S-E-C, as the weird chick from those commercials would say, whatever it is, at Auburn, it just means more. The tremendously terrifying and audacious Auburn Tigers took down the overly ambitious Arkansas Humpbacks, 52-20. Now at 6-2 and almost nearly in Georgia and Alabama's pissing range, Auburn travels to the land of cow shit to take on the agricultural and mechanical agriculturals of Texas in College Station. That's a tongue twister. Sunbelt. Sunbelt. Remember the miracle of those Mountaineers of Appalachian State defeating the mighty Michigan 10 years ago? Well, that team just lost 27-30 to in overtime to UMass. Shit on their brick and call it a Sunday. The Mountaineers need to go back to increasing the blindness rate of Western North Carolina with their moonshine because apparently that's the only thing they're good at. This weekend, they play La Monroe with a 5-3 record. Win or lose, Hillbillies vs. Cajuns is always a win for the rest of America. Alright, so that was my Conference Allegiance. 
I swear to God, my voice at some point is just going to go out because of that, but it's probably the coolest thing I've ever done. So uh, I'm going to keep doing it, and I think I keep sounding like some kind of uh, announcer for either a professional wrestling league or a strip club, like a really intense strip club, like maybe a male strip club. So I don't know which one's cooler. I'll, I'll let you decide. So I guess what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of real quickly go over my picks. I'm going to have Jay send me his picks eventually. Sorry, y'all don't get to hear him this time. Uh, we kind of keep fucking up on that, but... We'll just start by going down the list. Central Michigan versus Western Michigan. I took Western Michigan because I'm not a fucking idiot. Penn State versus Michigan State. I took Penn State once again because I'm not a fucking idiot. Florida versus Missouri. Florida. And I don't really need to repeat why I picked them. Kansas State versus Texas Tech. This one's tough. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd put money on this one, but I'm going to go Texas Tech. Um, I don't know what other people are thinking with this game. But I have a feeling like Texas Tech, can, they're a better team than they their finishes have been lately. So I'm just going to go ahead and assume that they're going to finally finish one out against a competitive Big 12 team like Kansas State. Syracuse versus Florida State. Had to pick Syracuse on this one. A team that upset Clemson, the best team in the conference. And Florida State's the worst they've ever been. So I got, I got to go uh, with the Syracuse. Georgia State versus Georgia Southern. The big battle of Georgia. Georgia State versus Georgia Southern. Look out, Georgia Tech and Georgia. Look out, clean old-fashioned hatred. This is the real hatred, and it's not clean, and it's not old. It's new, and it's ugly. Georgia State versus Georgia Southern. The biggest rivalry in the South. Obviously, I had to go Georgia State on this one. Georgia Southern has notoriously proven that they are the worst team in college football next to UTEP. So, I don't even know why that this game's on here. Jay sends me the fucking games. I don't know. I'm just reading the list here. Iowa State versus West Virginia. I'm going to go Iowa State. I know a lot of people think the Cyclones got to stop that uh, tremendous storm they got going at some point. But I don't think so. I think they're legit. I think they're legit, and I think they're just going to keep blowing right past people. I think West Virginia is going to be a tough-ass game, but I think they'll win it, and uh, I just would love for Iowa State to play in this made-up Big 12 championship game because, number one, that Big 12 championship game is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of, and number two, it would be fucking hilarious if right when they started, Iowa State like wins. That, that would be the best thing ever. Clemson versus NC State. This one's huge. If this game was last weekend... I think it would have been even bigger. But you know what? NC State just took like a pretty solid loss to a great Notre Dame, but it was a solid loss. Clemson's going to win it, but Clemson needs to prove that they can win it as well as Notre Dame did last weekend. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Stanford at Washington State. I'm going to go Stanford. I think Washington State has begun to look a little bit sloppy. Um, they lost to Arizona. I mean, need I say more? Maryland versus Rutgers. Uh, gonna go Maryland here. Neither are very good, but you know, whatever. Northwestern versus Nebraska. I'm gonna go Northwestern just because I love the idea that Nebraska is like really bad. So I'm just gonna keep hoping that that happens. We got Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. I'm gonna go you on this one. Although I'd love to see uh, the Cowboys win it. I don't think they're going to. I think Oklahoma is just the better team. Just a little bit, but they're a little bit better. Cincinnati versus Tulane. I think Cincinnati uh, is quite possibly the worst team in the conference this year. So I, I just can't see a scenario where Cincinnati wins this game. Tulane's not as that bad. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Tulane. Uh, Utah State 
and New Mexico. I have not been high in New Mexico lately. I, I love New Mexico State. Two different schools completely. So uh, I'm going to go Utah State. I don't think New Mexico is very good. And I think Utah State's got some talent um, that they can show off a little bit. So from here on out, I actually I haven't – there's like a, what like six more games. I didn't go over these games. I, I just saw this list. I went over the these before I recorded. So from here on out, it's just like last week. I'm going gut. So I hope to God what whatever I'm reading is, is right. Um, ugh, Colorado State, Wyoming. I'm going to go Colorado. And I'm writing these down as I go because, I, like I said, I haven't even written these down. I'm reading this shit while, while we're going out. Uh, Texas, TCU. Ooh. This one's tough. This one's tough. The thing about this game is I could see Texas winning, just like when they played Oklahoma State, and I said I, they, they actually might win this game because of how good their defense is, and it was a fucking close game. TCU, I think it's going to be the exact same way. Texas has an outstanding defense, and I think they're, they're very capable of winning this game. That being said, I will never pick Texas. So I'm going TCU. So let's just hope that TCU wins, and I was wrong about that whole fucking thing. Southern Miss versus Tennessee. Is this really on this list? Southern Miss versus Tennessee. That's it's not like Tennessee Martin or anything. Wow. Tennessee is that bad that they are now not even a 10-point favorite over Southern Miss. Holy shit. Can you imagine seeing something like this like uh, years ago? This would have been insane. Um, just because I love drama and I just really want to see like the failure and misery of uh, Butch Jones, I'm going to go Southern Miss because that would be really funny. And... Uh, I'm probably going to be wrong, but it would be fun to cheer for Southern Miss. Uh, Virginia Tech, Miami. Sorry, Virginia Tech. You're really, really good, but I think Miami's better. Colorado versus Arizona State. Ooh, uh, Colorado. Um, and then let's see. Arizona versus USC. I'm going to go Arizona. This is probably like the one time I picked Arizona, and I'm finally going to be fucking wrong. But whatever. There it is. Those are my picks. Uh, sorry that was a lot less entertaining without Jay here. But I am the more entertaining of the two, so if you had to pick one person, it would be me. Congratulations, you got me. I hope everybody enjoyed the World Series, Game 7. It was amazing. Uh, as, a, as a Houston Astros fan, as a person that lived in Houston for a number of years, uh, this was the best World Series I've ever got to witness in my entire life. I was at a bar with my girlfriend in Austin, in, in the hills, like on the west side of Austin, an area called Westlake. Anybody that's never been to Austin, you probably don't know this. It's like the very wealthy area. We go to a bar. I'm the only guy wearing Astro shit, and I'm fucking decked out in Astro shit because, you know, that's how I am for teams I love. That's what I'm going to do. So we go there, nobody else is really wearing anything, and it's probably, it's me and her, uh, the bartender, and probably like eight other people, but they're all old men, separate of each other, so at least a bar stool in between each other, watching the game, but not cheering for anybody, just like quietly watching the game, and I'm like, dear God. One, I fucking love this place, because I don't got to deal with anybody else. Two, they got wings, so, <laughs> hell yeah. And three... I'm going to fucking make a fool of myself. So, obviously, uh, everybody knows how it goes. The Astros win, and I, like, get up, and I start, like, yelling and running around the fucking bar like a maniac. And I, I think everybody was staring at me, but I just didn't give a fuck. So, it was amazing. It was the best World Series of all time. If you argue with me, then you're a fucking idiot. The people of LA, I'm so happy that the Dodgers fans didn't get this. That's, like, the... Uh, 
that's like half of the battle is like I, I love the misery of the people that I hate more than I love my own happiness. So Dodgers fans, people from L.A., those fake-ass sports fans, they don't get to the satisfaction of another fucking World Series. I don't want to hear this bullshit about, oh, it's been 29 years. Fuck you. The state of Texas has never had a World Series. So that was great. Not to mention the people of L.A. are probably going to do what like people do every time there's a new president, and they're probably going to be like, not my 2017 World Series champs. Well, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, they are. So anyway, that's the show. I know it was kind of weird with uh, Jay just like, cutting out in the middle of it but there you go there you have it we'll come back at you next week hopefully normal hopefully jay doesn't get this fucking job and we can start doing this shit like normal again hope you enjoy my little jingle at the end i keep making little uh little new fun jingles if the, anybody has any suggestions for something from it's always sunny that i can throw into one of these songs let me know just comment just dm me fucking tweet me whatever you do just do it let me know and i'd love to take some suggestions i'm running out of ideas here i'm not that creative all right, peace. There is a spider, spider, spider. He's deep in my soul, soul. He's lived here for years, years. He just won't let go. He's laying around. He's got a mean bite. Now he's ready to Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.